This episode of the Island Green is brought to you by the Golf Mania store for no other reason than it's just awesome. You know what? It actually surprises me. A lot of people don't know where the Golf Mania store is. Um, it is uh, right, well, pretty much right behind the MacArthur's appliances where they sell their washers and, and everything else. Um, used to be, the I think, the old wine kits building uh that's entertainment for anyone that's as old as i am anyway um go in there uh check things out they got all kinds of used and new clubs and uh actually i I was just in there the other day i had some grips that need to be replaced and they actually hooked me up immediately while i waited Uh, so unbelievable that they're able to do that Um, they also do club repairs you know just ask Anthony Warren. Anyway, uh, listen, just uh, go check them out if you haven't already. Get your lie angles checked. Uh, get your grips replaced. Uh, they got lots of merchandise and they got all the new stuff. So go check out Golf Mania Store and uh, now enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 46 of the Island Green. We're taking nice long breaks in between episodes here. Oh, and uh, you know what? That sound was way too familiar on the last podcast. And I'm just going to say right off the get go. The boys had me hammered. I was drunk. I couldn't, I don't know what I was saying. I had a tough time. You had a couple pros in your basement all week. Uh, You were feeling festive. And And when he uh, says pro, he's being golf pros. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well there's there quite a few pros no i mean those guys were great the the drinks were flowing and uh, and heck we learned a lot right yeah i think we were up till 2 a.m that night um yeah um but you know what i'm glad to uh have a sober voice here and i'm joined by uh young brother chris who's now spent uh what is this have you been here a month yet on on the island yes uh it's a it's a month and a day no way. I still wow. only golf one time. I'm embarrassed. Well, you know, back issues and everything else. That's going to keep you keep you a little bit way late. That is fair. That, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, this episode, you know, we're, we're hoping to be sort of half, you know, short and sweet. We don't have a scheduled. This, 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 is, this is kind of what we have planned in order to make sort of more regular weekly hell with an interview. One comes up. Great. We'll get one. But in the meantime, we're just going to give Island Golf updates. Um, island Golf content. What the people want. Give the people what they need and want. And I we're ready to do I it. Th- I think you're right. I think you're right. So speaking of, uh, right off the get-go, before I forget, I just got home from, I played Tuesday group with, with Belvedere today. And I, you know, we've had some incredible stories here on on, on the Island Green told. And and I don't know why this this was just amazing. So we're going along. Uh, obviously, the weather was just fair all day. Didn't know if we were going to be able to get out. So we get out. Everybody's going along great. Scores are just, you know, okay. A little bit of rainy, a little wet, a little windy, whatever. But uh, I'm playing with Curtis Hall, and he's got it going. He's like three, four under par, you know, through 15 holes. And our we use the Golf Gamebook app, and you can see live leaderboards and what everybody's doing. So they're having a skins game. And we're looking, and I, of course, don't have a sniff at any of them. I think you have to make birdies in order to get skins, and that's just not on my repertoire right now. But uh, anyway, he looks, and he, and we're in the last group of four. And he looks, and he says, hey, Cackles just made a deuce on 17. 17 is part four. Sure. Up, uphill. Difficult. Tough one, too. Yeah, water big on the time. right. Yeah, big time. 
anyway, uh, you know, Jason Poley, who's not playing right now, he's over in Scotland and all the other areas, but he had one a couple of weeks ago and it was great. Oh, hang on, hang on, before you finish. Yeah. uh, This app, and now it's based on operators entering correct scores. What are the percentage for operator error? Well, I mean, you, you can go back and correct them if they're okay. If they're okay. Wrong. Yeah. So yeah, feel, no, feeling no. good about the Deuce on 17 is what you're telling me. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> and the boys always, yeah, no, exactly. And, and, and the boys, I mean, they've been using it for a couple of years now. So everybody's versed in it. And, you know, sometimes you, if, if you, if you make an eagle, you, everybody gets notifications. So then everybody's like, holy shit. And then they go in and they change it or whatever. If, if, if it was a mistake. Uh, okay. However, sure enough, he finishes out. We look back and, and it's, and it's an eagle, eagle two. They were playing validation, which is irrelevant, but let's just say that he didn't validate, right? Which is he got to get a par on the hole, the next hole? That's right. Anyway, we're losing touch of the whole conversation here because he made a two on the 17th. God, what right. conditions? Hold on. I'm not finished. Okay. So, we, so we're on 15 and we get this notification and we're like, holy crap, that's crazy. I don't know. So we go ahead and, and uh, actually Curtis near Eagle, the the 15th hole, makes another birdie. I think, he, think that got him to four under. Anyway, we we all par um, 16. And we all make good tee shots off 17. And uh, anyway, which is rare because usually someone's going to quack it into the woods or, or Lori's Lake or something. And... Um, Anyway, so we're talking about, well, yeah, wouldn't it be nice to saw off cackles? Juicy pin location? Not really. Yeah, I mean, front <laughs> right. Like, I guess, okay. Anyway, Curtis hits his second shot, fading right towards the pin. Yes, come on. In the hole, two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cackles would have been salty. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I've been absolutely, we're walking up. I think Curtis would be salty. Well, no, yeah, I don't know, but it it was, it was, it was tucked right. Like this just happened like an hour and a half ago. So it was tucked right. You couldn't really see it go in. So as we're walking up, Curtis is saying, and we all hit good shots. I only had about three feet. I made birdie too. What the hell? That's no good. Anyway, not this game. Amateur, not at this level. Amateur amateur hour. So anyway, we get up. Curtis is saying, I don't see my ball. And I am, I'm like, I can't believe it. I just like, it's one thing to make a deuce. Like this both of them had to probably hit it at over a hundred yards into the hole. And anyway, sure enough, it's in the hole. And uh, once it, it doesn't work with the validation, it doesn't, if it's not even a clean, like uh, how's the way to way put it? The validation doesn't remove the skin. It just means you don't get the skin. So the deuces were no good for either one of them, even though Curtis made power on 18, it, it wasn't good for him either, but Holy smoke. And Curtis doesn't get too one way or the other. Anyway, he's just like, Hey, that's pretty good. You know, he said, I don't know if I should be upset or if I should be excited or whatever. Oh my God. He shot six under today. 66. So do the boys like keep a ringer board on the best score for hole, like whether it be career or for the season or whatnot. I mean, when you get deuces on the par fours or, you know, double Eagles or birdies, I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah, no, it is. And what's interesting is, to your point, we were having that conversation coming down because after he made it or whatever, and we're, we we all kind of teed off on, on 18, 
And um, I was walking down and, and an interesting thing about myself um, is that I, I am just a hole in one away on 16 from eagling every hole on the back nine. Oh, six. 16 is a par three so, into the so woods. You've, you've eagled 10, which is a heck of a good eagle. Yeah, that was last uh, year. 11's a hole in one. I was there for that one. Yeah. Proud of you. 12 par five. Yeah. And I just second, actually posted one. Yeah, exactly. 13, yeah, it's not easy. Uh, 14's hold up from the fairway, but it's. it's It wasn't from the fairway. I actually chipped in. I was probably about 50 yards away, but yeah. And you have had that, like, I think a 15, and I know it's a hard hole, it's a par five, but for some reason, it's just it's not a hard right. hole. Have you been close to albatrossing? Have you? Not, not on 15. The closest I've become was just the other day. I posted a picture on it on 12, and, I'm, and I had a tap in eagle there. That was just 12, literally, okay. that was on uh, Sunday, I think. I posted a picture of it. But yeah, but continuing on. So obviously, 15, I've had an eagle before. 16. I don't. You need that's a whole one. Yeah. Then seventeen on the Tuesday group years ago. I think I was a guest at the Tuesday group, and I made a deuce on seventeen. I remember it's a young it. Young buck. But then eighteen, you were with me for that one as well. And I don't know if you remember, but I was down the left side, and you were down on the right side. And I hit my ball, and you were like looking, or like you were you were just getting ready, and it went in, and I screamed, "Oh my god, it went in!" Oh. And you said. <laughs> You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> do, you, do you remember I, that? I, I wasn't ready to celebrate with you. I, I, uh, we probably I, I don't. have money on it or something. That's impressive. Not many people can say that. However, I'd yeah. like to talk about someone that probably can say that. Yeah. Uh, let's highlight a round that happened since our last pod. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, you know him, a guest of the pod this year. Uh, everyone knows Mr. Anthony Warren. Yep. And he throws out the 59 watch just barely and, and throws in a 60. And yeah. and you I, this is a rumor. I heard he also broke three clubs. He was that mad at the round. Is that true? <laughs> I don't think that's true. All right. Well, listen. So 6-0. Come on. 6-0. And it was on men's night. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, is that the course record? Well, it was from the Whites, which is, you know, it's it's who gives a shit, first of all. Yeah. But because you still have to put it in. And that's, in my opinion, the most important part of the whole thing. However, it would be, you know, course record from the whites, of course. Um, but it, that's what they do on men's night. That's, that's how they, um, you know, it's, what, what is the difference anyway? It's 6,100 from the whites, 6,500 tipped out. So we're not talking major, it, not that, anyway, he had it going. Um, he had uh, birdie two, three, five, eight and nine for a 30 on the front. And then he birdied 12, eagled 13, birdied 14, eagled 15, and then birdied 17. And he was playing with uh, my buddy, Corey Muggeridge and, and Earl uh, Ganga, I think is his name, uh, last name. And apparently, I don't know if Earl sent it out or somebody knew something about it, but there was uh, like a bunch of people in the back, like, bunch of people watching him on 18 and apparently he missed a four footer on 18 oh. for, for the 59. Um, and oh. I, I talked to him afterwards and uh, of course, you know, knowing Anthony, now he thinks he's got to shoot 60 every time. So I think over the weekend, he had a tournament there at Glasgow. He a few, few, few shafts met their untimely demise after, you know, 
Well, well, I'm lucky enough to be a Facebook friend with Anthony. All of a sudden, I noticed he's selling all his Scotty Cameron. So it was one of those the ones that he missed for the 59. No. Maybe we don't know. He's, he's been, yeah, right, exactly. No, he's he's been selling Scotty Cameron stuff forever. He's he's one of the uh, Cameron people, collectors. Actually, I know. Oh yeah, there's a ton yeah. around. Yeah, my there's buddy David around. is. Yeah, really? And, yeah, he, he's got the old rifle rack of Scotty Cameron putters and. Uh, uh, it's pretty cool. It's 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 if you're into collections and you have the means, Scotty Cameron puts out a quality product. So, uh, shout out to Anthony. Shut solid round sixty. But we're not going to stop there for Anthony because he also was on a winning team that also happened a few days after our last pod. A little long-standing match between the Moncton Golf Club and the Belvedere Golf Club. You know what? Yeah, you're right. We never talked about this. It's been we that long. Not. It's been too long. So. I mean, obviously, anybody that is a member at Belvedere or, you know, would, would know this, but um, the Rose Bowl, uh, huge, huge rivalry between the five private or semi-private, I guess, courses in uh, Atlantic Canada. You've got, um, you, you know, you. I think we talked about this, the, the courses before, there's Brightwood, Ashburn, um, Riverside and Moncton, as well as Belvedere. And Belvedere in it's this, this Rose Bowl has been going on over a hundred years and some, one of these days I'm going to get Roddy or some of these guys who are golf enthusiasts, uh, historian enthusiasts on the Island. They'd be able to tell a couple of stories from it, but um, it's been going on for over a hundred years. And this is the first time in, you know, recollection that Belvedere has actually won on the road. They've won before. They've won at home. And, and but, did, did they, was it a defending situation here? Yeah. So what ends up happening is um, Ashburn had won before Belvedere and then Belvedere beat Ashburn here at home uh, last fall. Okay. Yep. So then now, and I didn't know this either, Belvedere's on the road defending, defending, defending. So they beat Moncton in the spring here. And they're going to go to Riverside in the fall. And if they win those two, they'll continue to, then they'll go back. They'll go to Brightwood. And I think Ashburn. And I don't think anyone has ever done, any team has done the sweep. And uh, obviously, I mean, it's really tough to go and, and win on the road. I mean, obviously it's 96 years since, um, in 96 years, Belvedere has never done it from, from what I've been hearing. But um, absolutely unbelievable squad. And it wasn't, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it wasn't even close. Like they, it was 17 and a half to six and a half or something like that. Um, well, well, before we, well, we'll give a shout out to every member of that team. They certainly deserve a little airtime here, but Lenny, have you ever been on the Rose Bowl team? Yeah. Yeah. You, I was on recently. it once. No, yeah? not recently. No, it wasn't. Oh. Um, it was, it was a while ago. It was in uh, Christ. I think it was. Whew. Probably early 2000s, I would think. Um, I'm sure that I could find it if I, if I needed to. And uh, we went to the team that I was on. Um, they had a qualifier because they had won at home and they were going to Riverside. And um, anyway, we headed to Riverside and, and lost. But I, I remember uh, bits and pieces. My, my memory sucks. But I remember a couple of things. Um I remember Yui had just, Yusuf had just gotten his Viper and he took that over. I remember he was, and him and I were like the qualifiers that got in on at, at Belvedere, maybe someone else as well. Um, 
then, but just the whole team aspect of it was new because, you know, golf's a very singular thing. So it was really cool. Like up until like the amateur a couple of years ago, that was like, that was my favorite golf memory was going into this team thing and representing Belvedere on the road and doing it because it's, it's so cool. Chrissy McGregor was one of the captains and um, I can't remember who else was, but I remember I was, I, I think I finished one and how they do it. One and one. Listen, it's it's a whole new ball of wax when it comes to nerves when you're representing a team. Big time. Uh, it's one thing to miss a six footer and hey, you, you missed out on second place, first place there. But when it's a team point involved and you got to go back in that clubhouse and your other team's wondering how you did and you're sulking or yep. you're cheering, yeah, uh, I, yeah, it it is pressure filled and uh, good for you being one and one. Let's shout out. Well, the, I don't even know if I was like I don't even know if I have a. Uh, maybe okay, we're undefeated. You know? Uh, no, I definitely wasn't. But anyway, I know one thing I remember, and I and anyone that's ever gone to it, um, Doily Dunn used to do these race calls with all the players, and I remember that. I can't, I won't butcher it by trying to repeat it, but he was like he would go through all the players, and it would be like a race call, kind of like you know Vance down at the racetrack, and and he had nicknames for everyone, and it was the coolest thing and i that's the that that was one of the best memories of the whole thing actually that and chrissy mcgregor coming out and giving me a pep talk and when i was when i was down a couple of holes and you know got me going well here's the list do do the race when we when we chime down the winners here (laughs) yeah okay in the post here comes dave shellington he's winning them over no i'm just kidding i'm not doing that uh (laughs) but okay shout out to the winning belvedere golf club team well deserved i absolutely love the team uniforms that they all have i think that's cool uh, Dave Shellington, Jamie Vesey, Mike Irwin, Ryan Lego, Lenny. If I butcher any of these, Lego, 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 Lego. That's what they did at the party. It was fun. C- Cody McKay, Jeff McCachran, Craig McMillan, Colin Yunker, Chris Chason, Chris Welton, Mark Carher, Brody Ward, and the aforementioned Anthony Warren. Congrats, guys, bringing the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, yeah. Back well, defending the, the Rose Bowl because they, they won it back in the spring and or sorry last year and now they they defended so. And they, I guess they wouldn't then it wouldn't come back to Belvedere for three more years, right? Uh, no, they, it never kind of comes back. You just you're always on the road defending Rotation. now. Okay. From, which I think is kind of dumb, but on the other hand, it's like if that's what they do, that's oh, no, it's never it's never actually five. been done. So it kind of makes sense, right? Like it's never been done, so it's one of those things. At least I I think. I think uh, when we had, um, uh, oh my God, names escaping me, but he, uh, Dave Williamson, when we had him on, he's, he was on a squad that they, I think they won three times and then, but they, but they weren't able to complete the whole sweep. But anyway, so good. I, I hope they, I hope they do. I mean, I think, um, you know, in the fall against Riverside, Riverside at home could be, could be tough. They celebrated like they just got accepted on the live tour. Like, good for them. Big time. I was there for a lot of it. <laughs> uh, also, and not to focus too much on Belvedere, but you're talking about team events. Uh, the Ken Mack Energy Family Golf Classic happened last week. I don't know the winners. I don't think the winners are that important when it comes to this family event. No. Nope. Uh, uh, Ronnie, and Ra- Ronnie and Ryan won the uh, men's. I know that much. Oh, that's pretty status quo, though, isn't that it? That is status quo, man. They've yeah. been beating that. They, I mean, of, of the 35 years, they've probably won it 30 times. And, I mean, and, and what an event. And, okay, let's just do the, the Curry story here. We've been very lucky. We participated in quite a bit. And when Dad was still around, he usually would draw 
No, I wouldn't say we'd draw straws. He'd look and say who's playing better, and that's who he would try to match up with. And <laughs> I was lucky to play with Dad a few years, and I don't quite understand how this brings families together when it's alternate shot. And Dad, you know, I don't think he ever broke 80. I did it a handful of times, and collectively he thinks an alternate shot at this event we should shoot 65. <laughs> Like that, that was his expectations. And, and as I said to you in a team environment, I don't care if I miss a six footer when it's me, but when you have to look back and your dad, you know, you're like, I'm so sorry, dad. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. We'll get it on the next time. I, I would finish that event and I'd be like, I'm glad it's only once a year. Like it's a special event. You see these three-year-olds, you know, hitting their ball with their dad, they're hugging, they're high-fiving photos. No, yep. dad wanted to win that bloody thing. And I, I, I'll, I'll, I wish that we did just once and then I'd probably retire, but we never did because uh, there's always better players. Dude, you just, you nailed it when you said it's a special event. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to know Danny McIsaac, who I, he will come on the podcast at one point and he is, he is just a golf, like the supporter. Oh, well, not only that, but he just knows he's been around for very, so, so long. There's unbelievable stories about him, his, his hole in one on 16, but anyway, at Belvedere, but like, just, um, he, he does so much in, for that tournament and it has become like a cult classic type of event at that, that happens every year. Uh, not just Belvedere members, like everybody, you know, comes in, um, you know, Mark and Mark and, uh, Mark and Megan Smallwood had their kids they were playing with, Elon and Marin. And uh, I think Marin and uh, Megan actually won, like, I think second prize perhaps in the mother daughter. Uh, so I'll give a little shout out to them for, for that. Um, Mark said there's some questionable scorekeeping going on, but I, I, you know what? That's just rumor and speculation. It's over now. Everything's signed for the kids. There was no rules official in there, but yeah, I mean, they have all these prizes and everything. I would honestly like to see another Ken Mac style thing happen somewhere else on the Island. Just like I would like to see a mixed event somewhere on the Island. So um, shout out my buddy out and Avondale, Connor Lee. I know you like to host tournaments and you, you're definitely open to having new ideas. They had a, they just had the battle of the breweries there last week. If you don't follow Avondale's golf, uh, on their, their Facebook or whatever on social media, make sure you do, because they, they're always getting some cool new, uh, trying out new events and such and scrambles and fun things to get people out there. So, um, anyway, but yeah, mixed events and family events. 35 years, there. 35 years, Ken Max has been doing that event. Props to them. Lenny, you've played in quite a few with mom as well, and uh, she looks forward to it every year, and she, she'll probably play with you next year. She probably won't play with me. Good <laughs> yeah, I know. We just missed it this year, but uh, oh, we'll be back for sure. Yeah. So who won good. the Battle of the Breweries? I actually, I don't, I don't know. Uh, actually, no, sorry. I Actually, I think I do know. I think it was Jeff Hughes. Uh, who did he have on his team? Curtis Martell. It was the PEI Brewing Company won the Battle of the Breweries. Um, and then they had the Lone Oak, Lone Oak Brewing Division, Cody Doyle's team with the 57 PEI Brewing, Jack Monroe's team, 55. Anyway, yeah, sounds like a fun event, unique concept. Let's get some beer and golf. What a, what a marriage. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Usually leads to the other thing. But anyway, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, I'm glad that they uh, they had almost a, a sellout for that event, which is great. It's too early still- for scramble season, though. 
that's all I want to play in. It's the I only know. way I can contribute. <laughs> um, so, okay, we, do we have any more to, 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 like, this is what I think the pod should be. Let's recap some success stories. Uh, what else do we have? I know the Nova Scotia. Oh, you know what? I, uh, shout out Tyson Gavin. Um, he, out in Mill River. God love him. Like he plays, he plays a pot. He plays a pile. He's like the rest of us. He's just a big addict over there. And uh, anyway, he's, uh, he's on game book, which again, I can't recommend enough. I have no sponsorship or anything else, but I do like the app. Um, add me as a friend. Um, and, uh, but yeah, the, he, he, uh, I'm, I'm what's your name? Along. What's your name? Beagle boy. <laughs> no, it's just my name. But, oh, uh, and uh, anyway, he was, um, he's going along and I, and I was here at work and, and just, <laughs> I looked at looked at my phone and said Tyson Gavin has made a hole in one. Oh. And, I, and I thought what you said, like, oh, this is obviously a typo. Nope, not a typo. Um, he made a hole in one shot, I think 31 on the front nine of Mill River. And anyone who's played Mill River, that is golfing your ball. Like it is uh it's a very tough golf course. Anyway, he narrow, the very, very narrow. picturesque fifth hole. I don't know how many. I think that I think he said it was two. It was a cool picture of him. Um anyway. Congrats on uh, congrats on the hole in one. Speaking of which, or should we talk about that now? This is what we're gonna. We're almost there. We glossed over the Nova Scotia men's amateur. Oh, I don't want to gloss over that. One of my buddies was, you know. Well, that's it. I yeah, it's Nova Scotia. We're we're island based, but uh, we I, we had some solid representation there, big time. Uh, so Brody Brody Ward, uh, Curtis Curtis Hall, aforementioned Curtis Hall. And uh, Stephen Anderson headed over last week, uh, last weekend to play in the AM, uh, the Nova Scotia AM. And um, it was at Ashburn and it was, uh, I mean, a huge event because it's Ashburn, which is, um, you know, private course over there. They very, everybody wanted to play in it. Uh, They had qualifiers, they had exemptions, they had, you know, all of this type of thing. Anyway, they went over and um, had a, I mean, all three guys had a pretty successful week. Um, I know Stephen, played very well um he was pretty much tied for the lead if not in the lead for almost the entire three days um i was talking to him tonight and uh he said you know a couple of breaks one way or the other and it it, the 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 title would have been his and which is unbelievable golfing uh brett mckinnon took it down and i think he beat Stephen by two shots and there was another gentleman that was one shot back but brett's just like he's been he's been right there but the fact that We've got these guys that are right there competing. Um, it's 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 awesome golf. It, it's awesome, and I and I'm glad that I get to play with with these guys on a regular um, because you just get to get to see how good they are. Yeah. So Brett plays out of Ashburn. Second place with Gavin Ives, also out of Ashburn. So they represented well on their home turf. And props to Stephen for his T three. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and Chris, you probably don't know. I mean, you just got here, so I'm kind of filling you in, but like Brett McKinnon won the PEI amateur last year, uh, last year at Fox Meadow. And, um, and then he also won, I think the Nova Scotia am last year as well. Nice. So another future live tour. Um, so, th- so this kind of go, uh, and again, you wanted to mention what the Glasgow Hills open. No. Oh yeah, no, I would definitely talk about that for, for a few moments. Um, it was a very difficult couple of days and um, apparently the first day I heard that the pins were just in ridiculous places and the greens were lightning fast 
And um, anyway, so as Tiger would say, the conditions were really, really tough out there. Really, 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 really tough. <laughs> and um, anyway, Nick Dolomont continues his rampage through this year's PEIGA point standings. He uh, he, he ended up taking down taking down the title. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't remember yeah. what he shot, but he was he was he was right there. You, you played in a lot of events and you continue to play in a lot of events. I envy you. Um, you're playing more tournaments now than you have. And I know you guys talked about this again, so I want to bring it up again. How do you feel when you go to a golf course that you might play and all of a sudden the greens are three times, three points lower on the stip, meaning obviously all right, three points higher, meaning they're faster, whole locations you've never seen. Do you think that's a fair test? Should they go to like a six easy, six mid, six hard? What do you think? I, I mean, personally, I, I don't know why they make it so difficult. Hmm. Like, I, do, I don't know why they, they do that. I mean, is the greenskeeper afraid of them actually going out and actually shooting a good score? Because I can answer that because I've worked at a, quite a few golf courses. I talked to superintendents, and unfortunately, there is a percentage that do. They, they do stupid pin positions for scrambles, and I have to sell them as the person selling the event saying, listen, there's a pace of play issue here. Let them shoot low. It's okay. No one's going to think that you're not doing a great job. But I think that mentality is there. So their response is, hey, if you're playing tournaments events, you got to deal with it. Everyone's dealing with the same pin positions. It is what it is. But when you throw up a whole location on a slant, I don't think anyone's winning. And I think if people actually shot better scores playing in these events, they might play in more. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I, I think you're right. I think that's exactly what's happening. And I think the communication from the tournament organizers or whatever should maybe be like, Hey, by the way, let's, let's, let's keep this neutral here. Like make this like any other day when you've had green fears on there. Yeah. Because, because it, it ain't like people are out here in, in the PGIGA circuit shooting 63s and course records on the regular. It, it just doesn't happen. And they make these, these decisions to, to make it so difficult, um, you know, it, it leaves people with a bad taste in their mouth. And I remember last year I played in the Atlantics at Mill River and there was a couple of T or a couple of pins that I, I even warned them about because I'm a loud mouth and I just, you know, whatever. But I, I told them, I said, you might want to go take a look at the, at the pin position. I think it was hole 11. Um, you saw the dot or you already saw three. the hole? No, I, I, I saw the, what did I see? I saw the dot. You're right. Yep. I saw the dot. And, and I looked and I said, you should go take another look at it. And the guy, older gentleman looked at me and basically said, well, it's going to be the same for everyone. Yeah. I'm like, that's not, that's not, unfortunately that particular green in Mill River, there's only a few spots that you can put it. And like, all they had to do was ask any local, like just put it in a spot where you can actually roll a putt and, you know, if you, if you miss the hole, you're not off the green, which is where they put it. So people were four putting, five putting. And it's like, they're leaving the course with a taste in their mouth. That's like, well, that was no fun. Why the hell would I come back here again? You know, like it just pissed me off. I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. I think they quickly forget when you're playing in a competitive event, you have to sink all the putts. So you got the three footers that maybe sometimes you, you someone gives to you or you, and when you're sweating over those, to have it on a slant just makes it even less fun. And I mean, when we're talking about growing the game and making it fun, yeah. I, 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 I think, you know, six easy, six mid and six hard is more than fair. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. 
no, I, I agree with you. That's, you know, it's something that maybe circulate around a little bit. Yeah. I wanted to talk. Well, okay. So let's talk about, we, we kind of glossed over it. Now let's talk about what we'd like to do moving forward. For us. Some, for us. When someone has a moment, a legendary moment playing golf. No. No, absolutely. Um, we're going to have a, uh, sorry, I was just looking up the, uh, at the uh, player of the year standings. That's why I was kind of like, ah. zoned out there for a second, but <clears throat> no, I, um, well, we want to mention it on the podcast. So anybody listening right now, and I hope we're going to put some stuff on, on social, we're going to have little submissions on our islandgreenpod.ca that you're going to be able to, uh, you know, Give a shout out, whether it be yourself, your playing partner, a club, your a tournament that's coming up, whatever, and we will mention it on the pod. Consider it free advertising for your friends, but we're looking for stuff like we've already discussed, like, you know, you're, uh, somebody had a hole in one. Hell, somebody broke 90 for the first time, broke 100, you know, anything like that. I I, I think it's great. As, as Chris, you you were kind of saying it, it's, it's like the... Uh, the birthday roll or the or the hoedown where the you morning have... the morning march or the birth of the island hoedown or whatever and i hope we don't get sued for even mentioning them but uh yeah you know i i think i'd like to know who our listeners are if they're listening and they have a moment and i don't want to hear any funny names you know i don't want to hear huge jazz had a birdie on too like that's not actually that is kind of funny i'd be okay with that but um <laughs> yeah let's let's celebrate all things golf and i'm seeing pictures on a bunch of golf clubs uh twitters where they they have a uh uh, hole in one, you know, someone that might have their third hole in one of their career. I, I think we want to hear about it and we'd like to shout them out. And we'll definitely take a few minutes to do that. And I think that's a uh, time well, well spent. Yeah. And I, I, I can curry. So, uh, hey, hey. yeah, we'll you know, there's, there's more curry on this pod than a bloody I, uh, Indian restaurant. <laughs> and similarly, it's, it's too much curry and we'll leave unfulfilled. Yes. That's right. Uh, speaking of shout outs, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Lenny, our leaderboard for our pool is, is over. The, it, island, green the, the, the island green has, pod is over. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, uh, so I, I don't know what they won. Uh, maybe it was around a golf with you or maybe there's nope. cash involved. Or, financial it's, there's financial actually. Okay, well, uh, we don't want to tell them the amounts just because, you know, the IRS might be listening, Yeah, but, that's right. uh, a top three, I think. Uh, earn money so in third place gee, I don't, see when they don't say their name I can't figure it out who's the Fridler <laughs> oh is he third so Nick Frid is third I'm assuming wow. Yeah. R Ryan Power uh, second and then number one I don't know who this is it's E.H. Uh, e. Gallant A. Gallant do you know who that is there's A. No Gallant there's no Gallants on Prince Edward Island so I'm actually a little confused was he yeah I'm actually one, on that. One of the, I I'm not even going to speculate. I, I can probably go in and check that out. But uh, anyway, unique concept. Maybe I should, did, it, did it relative to par, but I did want to do, I mean, I think this is important. You know, we had 39 teams and there was a most honest winner. And I'd like to shout them out. Hopefully they're listening. Uh, Len Curry, congratulations. You're the worst at, at <laughs> the pod. Last? You finished dead last <laughs> by a mile. <laughs> You know what? And, and I the worst picked, part is I pretty much you picked every week. I like I would see people do their, you know, if for those who didn't know, the pool would auto pick players that they think would do well, and and they had a little flag next to them. Lenny, every week, 
genuine, put thought into it. Yeah, this guy's going to have a week. And I think like 20 teams auto-picked a hell of a lot better than you. And I mean, I, I finished right in the middle of the pack. I was 18th. Uh, I'll question the scoring uh, format. But you know what? Pools are fun. I, I think it makes watching the golf more interesting. And congrats to those three boys. And uh, maybe we'll revisit uh, next season. Adam Gallant, he uh, plays out in a uh, great player himself out, out in uh, – uh, that's who ha- A. Gallant is. Oh, anyway, perfect. But he who ran the pool? Anderson in Glasgow. You know what? Good call. Kent Butler ran the pool, and thankless job. He he was at me a few times. He was like, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I, you know?" And and he did that, and thank you so much, Kent, for, for running the, the pool. Um, you didn't get much support from, from me. Um, but you, 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 I mean, yes, you volunteered to run it, but anyway, I, yeah, I, when I signed up for so this much. pool, I was expecting, you know, interviews with the leaders, uh, weekly shout outs and, uh, they get, they get this. So congrats. And you know check, what, Chris, well I, you know, I think it's like a lot of th- this, this year with the Island green has been a learning curve. And I think we're uh, hopefully going to gain some speed and, and get some get some regular stuff out there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, thanks. Uh, big thanks to Kent for running it. And uh, there'll be probably some announcements on that front soon. But I don't know if this I don't know if this format will go next year. I mean, that's a lot of picks and it's every week. And I don't yeah, know. maybe do a majors one or maybe just yeah. do the, the live one. I don't know. We'll figure something out. It'll be fun, though. Yeah, yeah. Do a pool on who's going to leave for the live tour next. I wanted to wrap up our uh, our Twitter poll. Uh, we did have uh, a massive 26 votes. And as, as we discussed, I will just read the question out again. Uh, would you join a golf club that had a policy that the staff could vote out one member at the end of each year that collectively made their workplace atmosphere miserable? E.g., the constant complainer. Yeah. And I am so excited that 92.3% of our listeners say yes, they would have no problem joining that club because they know for a fact, hopefully, that they would not be the person getting punted and they know the person that should. And 7.7%, which I don't know, it could be one or two people had said, no, they're not going to vote. And I respect that answer. But at the end of the day, Good, good, good poll. We, we got to do another poll. I think we do got to do that. We do have to do another poll. And I think that one was a really good one. And as a board member at Belvedere, I'm going to introduce that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Probst style. You just light your torch. You bring them in yeah. and say, you're out. Uh, you know what? Tri- that could be tribe has spoken. That could be a staff perk. You get to vote out your least favorite staff member. If everyone agrees. All um, right. So, so the next, uh, not next invited poll. back. The next poll we're going to throw out there uh, in Twitter will be, uh, and Lenny, you might have an opinion on this. Should you allow speakers on the golf course? Uh, do you want me to answer my answer? I would like to know your answer. A hundred percent. Yes. You should allow speakers on the golf course. At a reasonable volume. Yeah. I mean, uh, agreed. I mean, you know, your surroundings. I think people lack common sense now with a lot of, stuff like this but uh but you're you know, playing I, there's two of you you and bernadette are heading out there and another two showed up and uh, they said we'd like to play some music uh just play. loud enough that bernadette and i can hear it and and that's it okay right? okay see i i worked at a private club before i uh, i moved ba- back east and uh, we threw it out there yeah and uh, it was an overwhelming no uh no really no overwhelming no overwhelming no what's the uh, average do, age of your golf course is 74 911 
<laughs> no, no, that was another course. No, um, you know what? Uh, when you have a purist and a traditionalist, and, and that's why I'm curious about our listeners. I think a lot of our listeners really respect the game. Uh, they love the game, and uh, and they might have an opinion. And if if something like music is taken away from their enjoyment of a quiet afternoon on the golf course, you know, it, there's an argument there. I, I'm not saying I there I is don't. there is there's not black and white for sure. Uh, I'll tell you though, if I'm in a scramble and and there's not music, I'm bummed out i'm perturbed there what's interesting it's funny because i i have two thoughts on this one i i put my speaker in my little basket when i got my thing going a lot of times it just stays in the basket i just don't take it out and it's i don't know like some days it's it feels like yeah i need some music going some days i don't but uh i i also you know chris martin who plays at marty and you know party marty chris how um, you doing yeah, and uh, who's who's playing fantastic golf? By the way, he's he's improving dramatically, and uh, just killing it in the breaking the, ninety in the in the third and second division at the Fox Meadow Men's Night, which Good we all him. which we all live for. But he, without fail, will always have music going. But honestly, unless you're standing right next to his cart, you can't really hear it. It's just like a, it's a very subtle thing. And I thought, you know what? That's really nice. Like I, I like that as well. Um, but, uh, you know, you can do it. Just know your surroundings, for God's sake. If you want to listen to music, just don't have it blaring. And- listen, board member at Belvedere, Yeah, ask some questions uh, and, and just see. And I'd be curious at a private club like Belvedere what the response would be. It, do, it, does it currently allow music on the golf course? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nobody's going to come around. It's And by the way, it's not a private course anymore. Like it's, it's I asked oh, you, okay. I, I asked the question because I don't know if we're semi-private or public, but we're basically a public course, you know, and, and the public, uh, you know, can make green fees and, and the whole thing. See, that's interesting because it's owned by the members. It's run by the members. It's not owned by really anybody. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, that's a, that's, that's a, Good question. I always, I, it was funny because somebody always said, well, somebody ever came and offered them like $10 billion for Belvedere, who would get the money, right? The board of directors. I think just one board of director. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, you know what? I'm sure the newest. There's someone smarter out there that knows it's on a trust or it's something like that. Yeah, obviously yeah. Are, there's fiscal responsibilities they need to make. And if they don't, someone's got to pay. Uh, so yeah, uh, very interesting, but the, we're going to throw it out on Twitter. I hope we get a few more uh, votes than, than what we had on the last one. And we'll have the, and we'll, we'll recap on our next pod. No doubt. I had uh, one more thing. I think um, every couple of years, uh, another media publication known as score golf, uh, yep. releases the top 100 golf courses of Canada and working at quite a few of these, I can tell you there's nothing that brings more of a uh, interesting engagement than this list. Everything from, Oh my God, we're on the list. That's amazing to we should always be higher on the list. And, and then who was missed out. Uh, and truthfully, after talking to people that, I, that I know that did, it, it honestly, only one golf course is happy when this list is, is usually uh, presented to the public, and it's obviously number one. Uh, so I like the way they're doing it. They're releasing 10 golf courses every couple of days. I threw it out there on, on, the, uh, on the chat. If we thought that uh, Lynx or Crowbush would be the only course from Prince Edward Island to be in the top 100, because that's how it was the case in 2020. Uh, so in the 2022 version, I'm proud to say there's still 30 more courses uh, to be uh, 
to be released, so you never know. Uh, but we already have two from Prince Edward Island. Do you want to guess the courses? Well, I, I mean, I know which courses are going to be on there because they're. I thought, I thought that. Uh, I mean, Crowbush is always on there, but I, I thought that Dunderave was on there, has been a staple on there forever. But you were saying that it's not. So Crowbush, uh, and if you look at these, because I always like, okay, where were they in 2020? Most of the courses are sliding. Uh, but the Lynx or Crowbush Cove has moved from 40 in 2020 to 37. And as you just said, Dunderave so far is the other golf course on Prince Edward Island. Uh, as soon as know, they got rid of Terry Hamilton, it's just shooting up the leaderboard. I'm just kidding. It all happens. <laughs> but they, they actually did. They went above 100. And I think they'll do that again, like honorable mention. So they actually had a ranking for Dunderave, not top 100. They were at 110 in 2020. And they skyrocketed to 73. And I mean, you're, you're seeing courses that weren't ranked before all of a sudden have low numbers and it's all about exposure. And I think when you host like PJ tour Canada events, uh, some of the Raiders get there and then they see, wow, this course can compete with other courses worldwide. So uh, good on them. Hopefully we have another one. I don't know if that's possible, but uh, it's always nice to have uh, two out of the hundred uh, best courses in Canada as ranked by Scorgolf. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how, yeah. you know, it's one list from one publication and it's not, you know, I, but on the other hand, it is the one to use, right? Like for Canada, like it's the list for Canada. So it's obviously important. Um, but I, I'll say this about the rankings really quick side story. I worked at Furry Creek golf club. Uh, Lenny, you played there with me. I think uh, yep. uh, it's on the, uh, the coast going from North Vancouver to Whistler. Beautiful side of the course. mountain. Yep. Side of the mountain. I say beautiful golf course, but it, it had stunning views and score one year. Did, we're, we're, we're doing unique things like, Oh, best sausage at the turn. Uh, and one of the categories was most scenic and Furry Creek was gold medal, most scenic golf course. Okay. We were all pretty excited about that amongst the best in Canada, best scenery. Two years later, not even mentioned. What's the one thing that doesn't change on a golf course? <laughs> uh, this is what I'm talking about. So it's like you take, these, like... You take these ratings with a grain of salt. Like, what? <laughs> what you did didn't put, change. Did they put a power plant in front of that course? And say, no, no. <laughs> the scenery is no good anymore. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so some would argue you advertise with a publication, you get higher in the rankings, and that's a shame. I, I do think that they do try their best, but at the end of the day, I also believe, unfortunately, politics do get involved. But uh, until someone has a perfect method, maybe the island, uh, the island green pod, we can do a ranking of the golf courses uh, to our listeners. Do a ranking of the golf courses we've actually played together yeah. or, or at some point, right? Because, uh, but I'm not, I'm not talking about best golf course. I mean, yes, I think that's, but I mean, I like, what about best value? What would you say is the best value course on the island? What, what, uh, Snack Shack gives the best Avondale? Sauce? I'd say Avondale is the best value golf course in the island. I'm not just saying that because we mentioned them earlier on. I'm just saying it because, in my opinion, it is one of the best layouts. And I talked to a lot of people about it, one of the best layouts on the island. And, They've they're taking steps to get rid of the bugs that used to be a big issue a number of years ago. They've taken steps to clear out trees. They've made it. Uh, they've improved the condition of the golf course. I mean, to which it, it hosted the amateur this year, and you can still get on there for like forty fifty dollars. You know, uh, walking. And I just I just think it's it's kind of a little bit of a hidden gem. That's that's what I think sort of value wise. Um, you know, goes, but. Um, 
Yeah, uh, that's, that's my that's my quick and dirty answer, and I'm sure that there's. Probably- I want to do I want to do more research before I throw what I think is the best value. If it is indeed not the same answer, but uh, it's interesting, right? Because I think our listeners would also like to hear uh, or, or vote on what they think it is. Because a lot of the times we miss out. Yeah, and you're a guy. You know what? New to the island, haven't played a lot of these golf courses in a lot of years. So you'd be you'd be. You just, can't, you just gotta can't get there, wait. Hundred percent there. Um, I did want to mention about, <clears throat> so I've done doing a little doing, have done a little traveling and am about to do a little bit of traveling with related to golf. Uh, Bernadette and I went last weekend to, um, the Kenwo golf course. Sorry. <laughs> of course I mentioned Kenwo golf course, but it wasn't about the Kenwo golf course. We went on a little a nice relaxation with your uh, wife. Right, right. You know? I shouldn't have done that. She's I'm, I'm going to get gonna get maimed here but uh, it was only her birthday no big deal (laughs) (laughs) she uh, so our original plan was to go to niagara and we've done that before we flew in we rented a car it was the first time i ever drove a tesla and it was all we went through the niagara region and it was amazing there were all the wineries and we're driving this car it's beautiful weather there's golf courses and there's everything and we wanted to drive up do a road trip up there and uh once we started looking at how long it takes to get up there, it kind of kind of fizzled the old enthusiasm to drive because it's like a 21 to 23 hour drive to get to Niagara. And we didn't have, it's not like we're going for a week. We only had a certain amount of days. So it's two days up, two days back. It just didn't work. So she was met talking to some of her friends and I've heard it from a number of people like go check out the Valley and, and maybe head to Wolfville. Um, so she was doing research and she found a spot to stay the old orchard in, in, in Wolfville. And I quickly, you know, I didn't do much research. This was all on her. And I, I got in the car and away we went, find out a whole bunch of wineries around there. We went to uh, Benjamin bridge winery and light light sale or something like that. Anyway, went to a couple of really nice wineries and um, Wolfville itself. If you've never been there, it's basically it's just like it's like a Cavendish town. I feel like it's like Cavendish where it's like it's really busy in the summertime. There's lots of things going on, a lot of people around. And then in the winter, it just there, there's nothing. But I think in the in the when I went, I mean, here it was in July, the place was bumping, everything was open, like there was breweries along the main strip, and there's there's restaurants, and we had a fantastic time. Went to the like I said, we went to the breweries and the or sorry, the uh the wineries but then we went on saturday we made a tea time and we went with ken went to the kenwo golf course and not everybody has played the kenwo golf course is it 18 and, holes yeah 18 holes and it's okay. and it's called kenwo i didn't know this either although i could have guessed it's right in between kentville and wolfville there we it's, go there there's kenwo and i think it's like 1922 it was opened it's been open for a long time and it's a very um it's very much like belvedere in in terms like it's an older layout so think you know your, your holes are close together and all this kind of stuff and it's tree lined um but more elevation and more because you're in a valley there's a lot of more hills and such and very challenging course um this could be sort of an inside kind of kind of joke or, or a story, but so I tee off, I pipe one right down the middle and we're teamed up with these two young fellas. One's a, one's a junior, I think one's a junior and one's maybe 25-ish. Was music being played? Um, not right off the get-go. I, okay. don't think, I don't think so. I don't think we brought the, the speaker out there. Continue. Yeah, so 
I, I piped the drive. The other two guys hit good balls. I'm like, geez, these guys could be, you know, pretty good golfers. And Bernadette hit a great drive too. She was all excited. And uh, anyway, my next shot right over the pin. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a great day. You know, I got 15 feet for birdie. I never missed it. Whatever. The other guys, they made par as well. Uh, Bernadette, you know, she, she, she's been playing really well lately as well. Anyway, we're walking off the golf course or off the first tee or Jesus green. And Luke, one of the, the, the young fellow looks at me and goes, you're from PEI. I said, yeah, yeah. I'm from PEI. Do you know, Todd James, uh, <laughs> and Todd James, one of my good buddies, like, of course I know Todd James. And this is just such a random thing. Do you, do you know, Todd James? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know him quite 100, well. 150,000 people on Prince Edward Island. I'll just, oh, I'll just shout a name. I'm just going to throw out a name. Anyway, yeah. it ends up that this young fella, this is going to be a connection here. And this young fella is dating the daughter of Todd's wife. So anyway, just a very weird connection. We had a fantastic day. It was beautiful. And um, anyway, I recommend going to Kenwo and going to Wolfville, plan a trip down around there because it, it was really awesome. How was the Kenwo really awesome. value? That was four hours away. Kenwo Ken, value. Uh, it was a little, I don't know. It's in the middle of July. It's a Saturday afternoon. We missed out on the, uh, the, the boys were selling and we missed out on twilight rate by a, a, a couple of minutes or something like that. Oh. So it was $75. And I think with Kurt, I don't think we needed anything else. Yeah, it was 75 a piece and then maybe 20 a seat or something uh, after it was all said and done. So it was just, I mean, at that, to be honest, at that point and, and where we were, I was like, this, this is great. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. good. Weekend. Hmm. So now you're back in the good books with the missus. What do you got coming on next week? <laughs> well, See you later. I'm glad you asked. So... <laughs> We were talking about this today after we played. So I actually am going to be playing six tournament rounds in a row. And I didn't really kind of realize that until just now, but, uh, or today, but <clears throat> so I got Friday, we're playing the Eagles clan one day. Um, and that's sponsored by Greg, Greg Rivard, good buddy of mine. Uh, he's sponsoring, he's getting into the sponsoring some amateur golf events. And, uh, you know, so if you need some uh, real estate needs or you're searching for, uh, you know, a home, um, you know, Greg Rivard is, is a great guy. And uh, anyway, thanks for sponsoring it. We're playing that on Friday. And then the PEI or the Belvedere Club Championship is Saturday, Sunday. And then I'm scooting my little but over to uh, right outside Fredericton to the Mactaquack golf course for the new Brunswick Midmaster slash senior championship, which is held Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. A three day event for mid. Do they not know your age? Like I, I know. And it's from the like, blacks or whatever. It's from the way the tippy tips. I I'm not even like, that's a loss, like a three day event for, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. This is an age where a lot of people are still working. It's Monday to Wednesday. That's a big ask. It is. But on the other hand, I mean, here, and, and I know, I'm just realizing this now, like PEI has everything sort of in the same weekend. You know, they have the senior men, women, mid-amateur, mid-master. The only thing that they don't have is the junior um, on that same weekend this year at Avondale. And so, but over in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, they hold some things on different weekends and different courses. Like, I think, um, 
what was Curtis saying? I think he said that this weekend is the Nova Scotia mid-am and mid-master or whatever. Whereas last year, last week was the the men's amateur, right? So, you know what? Doing the Tetris for events for all the golf courses, whether they be national, provincial, regional, that is actually really tough because some people play in an event and they're like, I'm playing that again next year. Absolutely. Mm. And, then, and then one golf course says, hey, let's do a new event, fun event, whatever. And of course, it's always going to compete with another weekend. I think it's, I think it's very tricky, but anyway, yeah. good luck. Good luck there. Mid- yeah, Midmaster. Just, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Midmaster. Yeah. It's over 40. Ah. Yeah. I also would qualify. You would. Yeah. Get, I uh, get that game in shape. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. What else we got? I don't, I don't know if we got too much else. Um, you know, I know that one of your mandates for the Island Green Pod is to try to keep it uh, pretty short when we just, uh, just tighten up, just tighten, just, up, just tighten up things a keep little bit. Tight. Um, I actually don't even know how long we've been going here. Um, but uh, I have no, one I, more. I have a debate and I, I, I was going to do this on the next one, but we're going to do speakers for our Twitter. But here's my question, because you might know the answer. You might not. Okay. I was lucky enough to play one golf round so far this year, and it was a magical. Um, and the, the venue we used, of course, I, I bought some beers. I don't get out very often. And I was given a bucket of beers, and it's glass bottles. <laughs> yeah. And my question is, what the hell? <laughs> my, <laughs> my question is, what the hell? <laughs> like, do we not know that with cart pass, you drop a glass bottle? It's a heck of a lot harder to recover than a can is there and i mean this in the most respectful way as a working at golf courses before i just haven't seen in a long time i mean i remember the day when there was no cans on pei at all but here we are sipping back colliding tides shout out and what's the deal you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you sort of right there i know the course that we're talking about never had any buckets deals and such up until recently so that's to me progress they're they're missing out but that is progress yeah no okay okay so so if i play another golf course and i ask for like if and i'm out on the golf course will i get bottles or will i actually get cans you'll get you'll get cans okay i didn't know if you still drank on the golf course when you played so well so i was just not often no not often yeah okay just ask my monday group guys they yeah yeah. (laughs) no exactly okay great that's a great debate so anyway look for uh things to come uh or you know there and especially our shout outs section uh shout out yeah, hope to get hope to get going, and I think uh, keeping keeping it with uh, with 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 local news and such, we're gonna hopefully get uh, hope more content in a in a more timely fashion and such. Because I, I think we, we can both agree that lining up uh, some of the interviews and such um, is uh, something that we're going to do, but it but it kind of hinders the progress and hinders the regular releasing of of uh, podcasts. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, listen, my friend, uh, thanks. Uh, we're, we're doing this remotely, even though we're not that far apart, but uh, I think it worked out very well. And thanks for uh, making time here, buddy. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. You got to we, we, we have to do it again. We're about to say goodbye, but we do have to do a, a solemn shout out. We once again have bad news to, in case you didn't hear. Yeah. Uh, okay. Board. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I'm glad you uh, glad you did that. Glad you stopped me because we kind of alluded to it very quickly at the uh, end of my drunken rampage of a podcast last week. I thought or, you were great. Uh, not last week, but whenever it was probably almost a month ago now. 
Um, but uh, yes, uh, sadly, Jack Kane, uh, golf and uh, just just an icon of a person passed um, passed away. Um, God, probably a little over a week ago. And um, anyway, he was uh, he was he, he's going to be very sadly and dearly missed. Um, extremely loved and and respected and just a great fella to be around. I know that um, if you haven't gotten a chance to read, Rick Young wrote uh, "Remembering Jack Kane" on Score Golf, and uh, the, you know I'm not an Islander. I've been here long enough, but um, I I read that and I didn't realize how um, instrumental he was in a lot of the things that we now take for granted on PEI with regards to sort of just athletics and and sports. I mean, you know, that whole skins game that happened way back when uh, the whole Crowbush thing, um, 96 skins game, he was instrumental. Yeah. He was the GM when, when Crowbush opened in 93, you know, and, and he was basically in charge of promoting it, which, I, I think talking about lists when Crowbush was first on scene, it was named the best new golf course in a time in nineties when everybody was building golf courses, it was named the best court and best new golf course in Canada. That was a huge, huge deal. And he was the GM when that, when that happened. And uh, you know, all of that to say, I mean, he was a, he was an incredibly great dad um, and, uh, and, and father to one of golf's, favorite ladies and Lori Kane and, and, uh, and, and all of the, all of his daughters. And um, anyway, it just sucks that, that this type of thing, uh, you know, family, family guy. I unfortunately really enjoy reading what they've done in the past. I didn't know everything as you just said as well uh, as a coach, uh, as a pioneer for golf and Prince Edward Island and everything. And uh, obviously our hearts go to uh, Lori, the entire Kane family and uh, everyone that was touched by Jack. Yeah. So with that, guys, um, until switch, next week, switching gears. Yeah, we will uh, talk to you next week and uh, hope everybody has has a fantastic weather week and lots of golf. And uh, make sure you're going to shout out all of your friends on our website and we'll mention them on the next pod. Take care. Everyone. Okay.